welcome to episode number 78 of Take Him With You for July 25th, 2010. I'm Rick Moyer. This week we talk about the popular television show Burn Notice and the cool show called Leverage. Plus, what do you do when a little bubble pops up on your computer and says your Microsoft Office is not genuine? Uh Uh-oh. And then, of course, the main subject for the day is the Empire does not strike back. All about forgiveness. And are we supposed to take revenge and take our vengeance out on people? I think not. Let's learn more about it. Hi, my name's Al. And my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day. We went to Disneyland. Yeah, I've gone three times. I call it Cashneyland. Yes, you did. You were having an attitude about how much everything cost at Disneyland, even like a popcorn or a, it a was thing cra- of water. It was, well, no, a thing of water. You could get free ice water because they're required to do that. When but you're if you got a bottle, it was But like if you got a $4. bottle of water, it was like 4 or $5. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, it's fun. So I wouldn't say it was the happiest place on earth. I would say it was the most expensive place on earth. Yeah, but you enjoyed the start. Star Wars ride. Mm-hmm. Star Tours was cool. Yeah, you like that a lot. They're redoing it now. It's closed now. Indiana, They're going to redo it. The Indiana Jones ride was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. The bugs. I don't like bugs. But anyway, Al, thank you. you. you my, Al and your wife. You were my and hero um, because was it last night that you killed this giant spider for me? I don't remember. I killed two of them yesterday. I don't usually like to kill them. I like to save them and put them outside. But these ones were a little bit fast for me and I didn't want them crawling on me. Yeah, they were really big, too. Yeah, Yeah, big black ones. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. This is our podcast. Yes. And today we're going to have a great time, and let's talk about what's going on around our house. Okay. Celebrating the success of my my planting my flowers from scratch. I've been very proud of you. We have several flowers that are blooming now that you um, started as little seeds. Little seedlings. They were just little seeds in a package, and we mm-hmm. bought Miracle Grow dirt, mm-hmm. and we planted them with my niece Lola and Catherine and I, yeah. and Becca Queen. Yeah, helped plant them. Mm-hmm. And we put them all in dirt and these little disposable pots. Are you going to say the quote from Star Trek? We planted the radishes in the dirt and they came, came up all so weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, that was. We didn't do radishes. That was disaster, that. the TNG episode. Yeah. 
down. People are really lost now, I'm sure, if they're not Trekkies. Well, um, these didn't come out weird. They, they came, came out, out really, nice. really nice. I only had one. I only had a couple of problems. Um, I'm not sure if my African daisies. I think we might have a couple. I hope so. Came up. Um, my sunflowers. I had to plant two, three times. We had a very wet, cold June. Yeah, so we had and to replant so, some yeah, things. Yeah, and the slugs kept on eating things and. Yeah, so but anyway... So I replanted and ate no more. I told the slugs not to eat anymore, and I bought this organic slug bait so the cats wouldn't die. Mm -hmm. Worry-free kind. Yeah, Yeah, and so I put it out there, and it seemed to work the second time around. So now we have uh, several... um, You can go to my my, uh, Facebook page and look at the pictures of my growing plants. Mm -hmm. They're not all... I mean, the marigolds are blooming nice now. They're real pretty. Mm -hmm. But the, the other ones should be ready here in a couple, three weeks. And that'll be really nice. So I'm really happy that they actually grew. And I was thinking, somebody told me I had a green thumb, and I said, no way. <laughs> but then I got to thinking about it. Since I've been working from home, I have more time to go out and water yeah. things and care for them because I'm home. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, actually, that's probably why it's working. I used to be in charge of all the yard garden stuff, um, flowers and stuff. But but you've taken on a lot of the help. You did all our hanging baskets. They're really yeah, nice looking. But you help water them and they die if you didn't water them. Well, yeah, I overwater them, I think. Yeah, I think you do. But Hey, you want to know something cool? What? Really geeky? What? I finally after months and months after my friend uh my my friends gave me a beautiful UPS backup system for my computer. Mhm. And I've charged it all up and I never plugged anything into it. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days ago, I finally, it's all plugged in. Everything's good. So if we have a power outage, my computer works. For a few minutes. So you have well, yeah, I can back up stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty exciting for me. I actually yeah. got it done. I did the same thing. My same friend got me a router and I waited for three months and then installed it. And the only, though, it's not because I'm not grateful for the gift. It's just I want everything to work. And sometimes you have to take a risk of things not working when you plug everything in. And Well, and you have to kind of crawl around under this built-in desk that we have. And yeah. so it's kind of um, yeah. awkward. So anyway, it's all mm-hmm. done now. I feel very accomplished. And my son, Andrew, helped. So that was nice. You know, since we're talking about computer things, this may be a good time for it to transition into your software issue that you had. Oh, this is bad. Yeah. This is really bad. In fact, right now I'm in a race with the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah, hopefully they get here in time. Okay, so I'm working on a project. I think the Martians are here and working away, and all of a sudden this balloon pops up on my screen that says, your Microsoft Office is not genuine. And I said, yes, it is. I know. I have the disk. I have the serial number. I have everything. What are you talking about? And I ignored it for a couple of days because I was thinking, mm-hmm. oh, no, maybe with an with the update or something like that, it messed it up so i went ahead and went to the microsoft site where you you check and see if everything's good Mm -hmm. and check for updates and and it said that it wasn't genuine i'm like oh no so i had to hunt you know i don't know about you i'm not the most organized person and (laughs) and and, but uh anyway i went and looked for the disc and i try to keep everything for each computer in one place try I never mm-hmm. succeed with that. But anyway, so I look and look and look, and I finally find my Microsoft Office, and I get it, and sure enough, I've got the key and the code and everything. So I go to see how I can fix this, and I get on the net, and I'm looking around, and I, and then I realize I have Microsoft Office 2003 disk with all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And somehow I I misplaced, or I, I don't know how this happened, but I have a 2007 version on my computer, which is only six months old, seven months old and uh 
And I don't, I couldn't find that anywhere. So apparently I must have either done an upgrade and don't have the disc or I don't know. Anyway, all I know is this. I had to order um, Microsoft Office brand new. Mm-hmm. So I did. And now we're on this race because it's starting to count down and say, you only have eight days left. You only have seven days. It's like, oh, no. And so I have ordered the, the new suite. It's on its way. Uh, or the the set of Office 2007, and uh, I'm just hoping that the computer on Microsoft Word and all that stuff doesn't shut down before I get my my uh, legit copy. So here we go, race with the postal service. The the crises that geeks have. I do, and I'm nervous about it because I've got to figure out how to back up all my emails and stuff, so that if it does shut down and I'm without it for a couple of days until the new one arrives, I can transfer all the the old stuff to the new one. Well, and I. I, I sound like I'm making fun of you, but I work um, about eight hours a day on my computer, too. You so, understand, don't you? So, so if, if there's one program working, that's not working, it's yeah, not good. If it doesn't work right, if the internet's down. I was having problems today with Firefox Did you? And you rebooted, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I rebooted, yeah. and then it worked. That's really the, the best thing you can always do on a computer when it's having problems, just reboot a couple of times. And then Turn if it you, all the if, way Yeah, off, if you still have the problem, minutes. then there's something wrong. But usually a reboot fixes most things. At least half the time. Yeah, at least. Probably. Probably more like 70% of the time. Yeah. So anyway, and I couldn't believe the prices that vary. Why do they, why can you buy Microsoft Office for, you know, a certain amount on one place and then like four times the amount on the next? And I know really? that I got I got a legit copy. I do. I, uh, I shop around and find the best prices and everything. Mm-hmm. I got a legit copy that's not going to say it's not genuine and all this stuff. Uh, and I got it for a reasonable price, but I couldn't believe some of the places we're going to charge so much money and i was just like oh no what am i gonna do i can't afford that but then i found a place that has it and uh, i ordered it and it's on its way hopefully before your other copy runs out (laughs) before it expires so legitimate software is always a good thing i don't know what Mm -hmm. what happened there but um that's my fault for not staying organized i probably have the disc somewhere but i don't know where and that's my fault. And you couldn't put the 2003 back on. I don't think you can. I don't think you can downgrade. I don't think that'll work. But I may be able to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay. So that's the geeky stuff in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, uh, I finally caught up with the show Burn Notice on the USA Network. Uh-huh. And what do you think about Burn Notice? Um, it's good. She keeps yawning. Yeah, I, I, on my second cup of tea, I would think I'd be better by now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's okay. It's not my favorite show, but um, I know like my son Andrew likes it a lot because it's got you know. Well, it's it's, it's the action kind of. Well, show. and I think it's it's unique in its way that it presents us the spy type of thing. It's it's mm-hmm. all about a spy who has been a spy that used to work for the government. That gets a burn notice where somebody was after him, and it, it just mm-hmm. takes all his cloud away, and he can't go anywhere, and it's just a real mess. People are out, you know, for his life, and all these different mm-hmm. things. And and he is like the MacGyver of spies, and he mm-hmm. and his his cohorts Sam and Fiona, mm-hmm. um, you know, have lots of guns and explosives, and but they they always do something where they're kind of like Robin Hood. Yeah, they'll they... they'll go out and do something nice for somebody to. Like save people from bad well, drug dealers. Yeah, kind of like kind of like Leverage. From, yeah, it, and by the way, Leverage similar. is a great show. Similar I, to Leverage. I, I like Leverage better than Burn Notice. I kind of 
do too. But I mean, they're both okay. But I think I like Leverage. Leverage has a little bit more variety um, in like the people storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because Burn Notice is pretty much the same thing every week. Mm-hmm. But I like it. Yeah, I like the adventure and that I like how he narrates the program. But Leverage, on the other hand, is mm-hmm. is like Ocean's Eleven every week in a different way, mm-hmm. and they go and they help people and and uh, it, it's and it's got this great music that theme song. Dun, 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 dun. As soon as they start playing that theme song, they start to unravel how they did how they pulled off the scam or the. Or the heist, or whatever, yeah. and it's just they, great they show. Like, the characters are yeah. hilarious. They were like thieves and con artists and stuff that now do it to help people. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. But, but leverage is all—is that on the USA Network or is that on TNT? I can't remember. I can't remember. Anyway, look up leverage. It's really, really a good show. It's on Sunday nights right now, and mm-hmm. uh, we really like leverage a lot and burn notice. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. What else? Um, you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into our subject for the day? Um, well, I can't really think of anything. You can't You can't think of well, anything? I actually could think of a couple of things, but I don't know if they'd be exciting for people. We ha- we, um, well, one, is our life really that exciting? We're just normal one, people one that talk thing, about normal stuff. One thing that I'm having a challenge with today is um, with the podcast is... We were blessed with a sectional, and it is so large. The couch? Yeah. We had some friends that were moving, and they didn't want to take their couch with us. So they said, do you guys want it? And it, it's a nice, um, lazy boy reclining sectional. sectional. Yeah. And it, you know, it needs to have a little scrubbing here and there because they had lots of little kids, but it's pretty sturdy. Okay. And so and what's the so problem with it? My issue is that it's so big that um, I had to like kind of push things around move some of it around so that I could get my chair and little little stand here that I use <laughs> for the podcast. My son is complaining because <laughs> he feels cramped and squished. But it's it's a nice, it's a lot nicer furniture than we oh, had. Oh, much better. So. Yeah, much better. So, um, it's but it just takes up most of our office space. You can see so. pictures of that on, on my Facebook account as well. If you go to facebook.com slash rick.moyer and look at my pictures. And since you asked, um, I do have something exciting happening right after we get done with the podcast today. What would that be? I have a couple of friends that I've known since high school. Yeah. That are going to come over and go for a walk and see our our new to us couch. Wow, that is so exciting. Well, it is exciting for me. Wow, I'm just, I I don't know if I can contain all my... Um, I, I won't say how many years I've been friends with these ladies because it's so the same ones that came over and had the campfire with us. Yeah. Which, by the way, we have on our video blog, yeah. which is at youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Yeah. So I guess that's what's happening at our house. Okay. Well, there's lots more going yeah. on, but we don't have time to. Nathan put out a brand new, couple brand new songs. I think he has. If you go to Nathan Moyer, there's a, like a fan page for his To go music. to Nathan Moyer. What, where, what do you mean? On Facebook. On Facebook, he has a page that says Nathan Moyer and it has Yeah, just type in Nathan Moyer and you should find some it. of his music. Yeah. Yeah. So you can listen to some of his stuff. It's pretty fun. Okay. All right. Great. We'll be right back and we're going to be um, going through some words of wisdom out of the book of Genesis. And then our big subject for the day is, you ready for this? The Empire Does Not strike back curious Mm. stick around the earth belongs to the nereza and only one hope remains project eden 
An ocean and thousands of miles infested with monsters separate the companions from their last hope for salvation. And all the while, an unseen hand guides their every move. After the dawn comes the morning, but with the light comes the inescapable truth. The human race needs a miracle. Martians Are Here podcast, available on iTunes and through the martiansarehere.com. Yeah, the Martians are here. Cool story, you have to check it out. Well, it's time once again for Words of Wisdom. We are in Genesis chapter 45. And we're going to start in verse 9. Hurry back to my father. Tell him, your son Joseph says, I'm master of all Egypt. Come as fast as you can and join me here. I'll give you a place to live in Goshen where you'll be close to me. You, your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and anything else you can think of. I'll take care of you. They are completely. There are still five more years of famine ahead. I'll make sure that all your needs are taken care of. You and everyone connected with you, you won't want for a thing. Look at me. You can see for yourselves, and my brother Benjamin can see for himself, that it's me, my own mouth, telling you all this. Tell my father all about the high position I hold in Egypt. Tell him everything you've seen, but don't take all day. Hurry up and get my father down here. Then Joseph threw himself on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. He then kissed all of his brothers and wept over them. Only then were his brothers able to talk with him. The story was reported in Pharaoh's palace. Joseph's brothers have come. It was good news to Pharaoh and all who worked with him. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers this is the plan. Load up your pack animals, go to Canaan, get your father and your families and bring them back here. I'll settle you on the best land in Egypt. You'll live off the fat of the land. Also tell them this. Here's what I want you to do. Take wagons from Egypt to carry your little ones and your wives and load up your father and come back. Don't worry about having to leave things behind. The best in all of Egypt will be yours. And they did just that, the sons of Israel. Joseph gave them the wagons that Pharaoh had promised and the food for the trip. He outfitted all the brothers in brand new clothes, but he gave Benjamin 300 pieces of silver and several suits of clothes. He sent his fathers these gifts, 10 donkeys loaded with Egypt's best products and another 10 donkeys loaded with grain and bread provisions for his father's journey back. Then he sent his brothers off. As they left, he told them, take it easy on your journey try to get along with each other and there you go that is another entry in the exciting uh saga of joseph yeah yeah we've been going through quite a bit of this and uh i think everybody uh has learned a little bit about joseph's life and how forgiveness works Mm -hmm. which we're going to talk about today 
This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. That's my friend Jeff from Canada. Yeah. And him and his wife are coming down to visit. Yeah, I I think in August sometime. Yeah, we're yeah. looking forward to that. We've actually had quite a few people wanting to come and visit, and um, I think our friend uh, Rick from uh, the Chicago area is going to be coming out um, sometime uh, we have to figure out, we have to schedule everything because we've had so many people coming out and stuff and we still have to work, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But we're looking forward to meeting um, Jeff and, and Teo Teo. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to meet Richard, which will be really fun. I don't know if he's bringing his wife or not. I need to ask him. Yeah, I'd like to have him come out. He was mentioning coming out in the fall, but I homeschool. So we're trying to figure out a better time. Yeah. That would work. Yeah. So it's fun to meet people that mm-hmm. we that we know from the podcast and online from the Treks and Sci-Fi Forum. It's a lot of fun to actually meet people instead of have to just talk to them over the internet. Yeah. I, we actually have talked to some people on Skype, and that's been fun. Yeah, that's been very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, today's subject on Take Him With You happens to be all on forgiveness called The Empire Does Not Strike Back. Take a listen. The classic, The Empire Strikes Back. What a great movie that is. One of the best all-time science fiction movies. Mm-hmm. You actually like it? One. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. I do. Well, anyway. <laughs> I can see you <laughs> want to talk about that, don't you? Anyway, um, we want to talk today about something that affects every single one of us. If you if you live any time at all on this planet, which we all do, uh, you will have an opportunity to have something bad happen to you caused by someone else. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how life is. Well, and, and it usually, you know, usually that happens before, you know, we're even in preschool. You know, some little kid will be mean to us or something. Something happens. Yeah. And, and we have this opportunity that really you think about it, human beings are are the only animal on the planet that... Um, that really have an opportunity to express forgiveness. And they also, um, uh, they, they have the ability to take vengeance out on people or revenge against people. And the reason I chose the title is because uh, it talks about the empire striking back, you know, and I thought, mm-hmm. really, um, we're not supposed to, as, as human beings, we aren't supposed to get back at anybody um vengeance the bible says is the lord's mm-hmm. and that's a little bit hard to work out because sometimes i don't care what anybody says there's just something even in our movies our culture there's something that says it feels good when you get back at the person that hurt you well yeah but i'm not sure that that's correct but we'll talk about that well i don't say it was correct i'm just saying that's human mm-hmm. nature that we all want to get back 
um, or we want somebody else to suffer for causing us harm, if that makes sense. I think some people are more like that than others. Well, yeah, I mean, personality-wise, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that everybody every day, you know, somebody might say, well, I'm not that kind of a person. I don't want to hurt anybody, you know. I understand that, but when you deep down inside, it's always very hard when someone hurts you, and all of us have built-in defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing. We've talked about this before, I think, on the podcast, and I know we've blogged about it, is the story about the man bitten by the snake. And he gets bitten by the snake, and it's going to kill him if he doesn't go in and get treatment for it. But his reaction is he takes a stick, and he starts going through the the bush, the, the forest, trying to find the snake to kill the snake. Well, he's then killing his attempt to get well. I mean, he's harming himself he's more by, concentrated on trying to hurt somebody than to get yeah, help himself he's yeah he's harming himself by not going and getting treatment for his snake wound yes so you know going after the snake isn't always the best um thing yeah but i think that there are some other personalities like when i read that story i thought well i'm not really like that my problem which is just as harmful is i would tend just to kind of feel sorry for myself for getting bit by the snake and and that's not healthy either you know what we need to do is to find out how to get healed from that and and part of that healing is what we're talking about today with forgiveness sure well the the idea of vengeance and revenge is nothing new it's been mm-hmm. i mean it's really what um you look at throughout history. It's make what it's what makes great dramas and yeah, movies. Yeah, half the Hollywood movies are, are basically <laughs> yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance. You know, yeah. and and uh, most of the movies are you know, let's get back at them or uh, you know that kind of thing. Not all yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that that's nothing it new in our culture theme. or our world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's really interesting. I think I remember when I when I became a believer in Christ. And started reading what he said about things. It was a real weird concept. Now I'm not a vengeful person. I wasn't. I mean, before I came and and asked Christ into my heart, I was. I didn't set up camp and think I'm going to go get those people back for them hurting me or whatever. I wasn't like that. In the, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, we're all like that, but it wasn't part of me. I mean, I I didn't go and. There's certain people that are always trying to hurt others for hurting them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this case. I wasn't like that really, and and so, I mean, we all are to a certain degree because of our human nature. But this wasn't something that I, you know, that I really sought after. So it was a novel concept when when I started reading what Jesus said about getting back at people. Mm-hmm. He was he was so different. We're going to read some of those passages passages today, and we're talk a little bit about the concept of forgiveness because forgiveness doesn't come naturally. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. And and it's all because when we get hurt, there's a natural defense system on the inside of us. And because of how we are, um, we will we, we will do a, a, a bunch of different things to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Not always are we the ones that go after vengeance or revenge, but most of the time it is very hard to forgive people. Well, you we talked about that's one response is to strike back. The other response is to withdraw and build a wall of protection. Right. You know, and, and neither of them are really the healthy response. It's just their natural responses. And 
you have to work through and get to the place to be able to forgive people and move on in a healthy way. I think one of the things that's hard for me, and we'll get to the Facebook and Twitter entries on what people believe. You know, I asked the question, um, what's the hardest part about forgiveness for you? Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of different responses. Uh, I think the hardest part for me in thinking about forgiveness and the whole the whole stuff that goes along with it is the whole unfair concept of why in the world are there people that hurt us? Why would someone want to hurt you? Mm-hmm. And some people do it just because they're either sick and they have a, a personality disorder. Some people do it just because they're spiteful people. Other people do it because they're trying to move ahead and, mm-hmm. and further their career or their life. Uh, there's a variety of ways or you know well, that, that people even, can hurt yeah, you and some don't even mean to hurt you right it's exactly. just they're they're having to make decisions tough choices and right. you are collateral damage right you know and so, so how so, so how do we though react to that because mm-hmm. i i think um people the, the quality of life is very important and sometimes we can sure enough we can have life but it may not be the best quality because we are having a problem with forgiveness well, and I think right now is a good time to talk about this because there's a lot of people in transition at work because of the economy and they're going through a sense of loss. And um, with that sense of loss um, can come hard feelings. Well, you yeah, know? you can blame you people. You can get and, angry or yeah. resentful and, and you aren't going to go on in a healthy way until you can deal with that loss and forgive people. Right. Yeah. So why don't we crack open Facebook? Why don't you crack open? I got open? it open. You got it open? Okay, yeah, I don't have I'm, mine open. I am ready, ready. And I'll get my Twitter open here. So I, I'll go ahead and start while you find your Twitter. Okay. You asked, what do you find the hardest part of forgiving people? And Hope says, remembering that I have, I have forgiven them and not letting it bubble back up. Okay, so let's talk about that for a moment. Um. I, I think some other people are going to answer some re- really interesting questions. Obviously, we've read those. And and I don't think the act of forgiving some someone is as hard as laying it aside. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that I found um, when we went through a, a difficult circumstance and my feelings were hurt badly and by some different people that I, I thought were close friends, and I found that I had to sometimes pray daily and say god i just choose to forgive them because it it seems like especially when you're a small community it keeps on coming up and up and well up yeah you and... go to walmart and you run into p- the people who betrayed you and it's very difficult to 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 get clear in my head i got to be careful because i don't want to i don't want to hold bitterness or be mm-hmm. you know or but everyone deals with but this. You, but you know, my point, my point hurt. is you, yeah. we run into things that remind us of the mm-hmm. hurt. Sometimes well, that's the person that hurt us. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's usually, and we'll talk about, it'll probably come up. Usually the people that hurt us the most are the people that we've been the closest to. Well, yeah, nobody can. I remember in, the, in one of the episodes of 24, I know this is real biblical, but whatever. <laughs> um, the president said something to one of the, the, I can't remember, somebody had betrayed this one chief of staff or something like that. And and they were feeling just so foolish that it happened to them. And and uh, the president said, you know, you you really can't be betrayed by someone that's not close to you. 
That's true. You can't feel those feelings of betrayal mm-hmm. unless someone is close to you. Once they're close to you and then they do something like that, that hurts way worse than somebody you don't know that messes you over. I mean, we all have people in the world that, you know, the guy that runs into us in the parking lot and we're like, man, what a jerk, you know, or the guy that treated us bad at the store or or uh, the the real estate deal that went south. We don't know these people, but mm-hmm. and they hurt us, but not in a way, not in a personal way, not when. You have somebody that's really gone through some stuff with you, or you've helped their family, or you, you gave them, or you know, lent them money, or you, or you helped them with a project. You got to know them and their family, and then they do something to you. Mm-hmm. That's far harder to deal with than just a stranger. Mm-hmm. And so, feelings of betrayal are a lot, a lot more difficult to forgive. Yeah, they are. Because again, there's a, there's been an established relationship, and people can you know that that can be really hard. Rejection is not easy, mm-hmm. never I, is. I think rejection, betrayal, abandonment, those are all things that are just really damage people at the core. I, I was going to say that's and, at the core of who we are. It's very and difficult. So it it takes longer to get over, and it doesn't mean that you aren't forgiving someone, but when it keeps on coming up and up, you just have to keep on saying. God, please help me, you know, to forgive them. And then just, you know, God, I forgive them. But it's it, it's not just a one-time process. Well, I now, I, slip slip down if you can find Brett's, uh, Brett's, Brent's comment. Yeah, um, it says, remembering to forgive every day. Forgiveness isn't a one-time act. It's a process that can even take years. Now, I thought that was really interesting because I, I was told one time, I heard somebody uh, preach a sermon one time and said, if you can run into the person in the grocery store that hurts you and your stomach doesn't do flip-flops, then you've really forgiven them. And I thought, well, you know, I'm not there with some people. Yeah. I want to be. Yeah. But I'm not. Well, and I think yeah. what, what Brent says is really, really good because w- what he brings out is um, sometimes we think as human beings we should be able to say, well, I forgive them and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But it is a process of time. Be- and because of the big word that starts with a T and ends with a T. And that comes up in, in these comments too. And I, I it's know It's called what, trust. I know what you're talking about because I think you can forgive someone and yet not trust them yet. Because uh, because they have betrayed your trust and and um, one well thing, and trust is earned. If you blindly give trust mm-hmm. to somebody, then you there's a problem. We were talking about this this the other day because scripturally, if you look at the Bible, it says to trust in the Lord with, with all, all your, your heart. heart, your soul, your mind, and strength. It doesn't say to trust. It says to love your neighbor, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say to trust your neighbor like you do God. I right. mean, God won't let you down, but people will. And and it's not that you don't forgive them when they have let you down, when they have hurt you. It's just that, you know, like you said, trust is earned and God is worthy of our trust and not all people are. That's true. Well, and I think too, I think sometimes in circles where people are believers in God, sometimes they abuse that by saying, well, you have to forgive me because the Bible says you have to. And they'll will they'll excuse some pretty horrendous behavior and say now we should be friends again or you should trust me again. When I think that that um, that isn't, um, I think in different occasions where you run into a stranger or you run into somebody that wrongs you, the Bible says turn the other cheek. You know, there's there's these issues that happen there. But I think in an ongoing relationship, if you 
allow somebody to keep hitting you over the head with a frying pan, and they keep saying, forgive me, and then they hit you over the head again, um, I think after a while, you have to put your hand up and say, quit hitting me over the head. I don't trust or, you. Or put a helmet on. <laughs> or or get out of that relationship, because yeah. because I, I think that's called abuse then. Mm-hmm. And they, they actually use the Bible as a as a as an abuse technique, which Spirit, is wrong. Spiritual abuse. Well, they take it out of context. Misuse the scripture. Right. Or somebody in authority will say, you know, you have to trust me because I have this position. Well, you know what? That's not true. There, there are, there are way. I mean, people can say this. They can say, well, because they have the title of pastor, because they have a title of a leader or whatever. Or husband. Or- right. You have to, you know, you have to submit, you know, and you have mm-hmm. to do it. But you know what? Um, I see in the Bible where Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. If someone mm-hmm. isn't following God, yet they mm-hmm. have a title in a, in a position, you, you know, you can respect that title. Mm-hmm. But unless they really are living it, there's no reason you should be abused by anyone. Yeah. There there isn't any reason. I can't see any reason to be uh, I, I, you know we really need to be in a relationship with Christ as a result of that then he helps us well, in our other relationships. Well Jesus says to love others as you love yourself. And so you should love yourself enough to not let yourself be continually abused. Right. Okay, well let's go on so cuz we'll we have we have more more stuff. Okay. Letting it go and not hanging hanging it over the person's head. And who like, was, who's that? Um, this is by Jill. And that's a good point. You know, especially in a marriage, when you say, okay, I forgive you, don't keep on bringing it back up, you know, 10 or 20 times over the next year or two. Right. You know, if you forgive them, just don't keep on bringing it up. And that's a good point, especially in a, in a relationship. Um, that doesn't bode well with <laughs> if you're yeah. trying to move forward in a relationship to keep on bringing up faults of the past yeah uh, spaltar or sue our friend from new york said on twitter um forgiveness is easy learning to trust someone again is the hard part and i think that's a theme that we see throughout you know throughout the comments here mm-hmm. it is very difficult sometimes to trust people it's not so hard to say, well, I forgive you. Sometimes it is. <laughs> it depends. Uh-huh. But I, I I just think that was a really good observant point. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to forgive. It's a little harder to learn how to trust after someone's hurt you. Yes. And Ellen says they don't have to accept the forgiveness or even admit to wrongdoing. And they might or probably will do it again. So like he was saying you can forgive them, but it's hard when you know that they probably won't keep doing the same behavior. That's right. Yeah. Well, we all have difficult people in our life, and some of us can be the difficult people. Uh, and we need to ourselves check and see, are we continuing to hurt people? We need to stop that and stop that type of behavior. Other people, it's very difficult. You can change your friends, but you can't change your family too easy. Mm-hmm. So if you got a family member that is a difficult person to get along with and they're always pushing it and always taking advantage of you, that is a much harder situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are steps that you can take. Uh, really yeah. interesting comment here uh, from Tim in Oregon. He says, uh, forgetting followed by forgiving. That's the hardest part. And I, I do want to talk about a little bit about the Bible that says it doesn't. you don't have to necessarily forget what someone's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but God says He wants us to forgive people. There's a whole section of Scripture where where this um, I'll just paraphrase it, but there there's this interesting section of Scripture where there's a guy that um, has a lot of debts and everything like that, and 
his master comes to collect from him and he he basically says, look at I they're going to sell his family and you know the whole schmear is going to be a real mess and he falls upon the mercy of his master and he says, I'm so sorry. You know, what can we do here? And his master forgives him. Mhm. And he owed a lot. Yeah, he owed a lot. He wrote off the debt, he did all these different things and that the servant is set free, he's okay, he doesn't owe anything anymore. The master had mercy on him. But the servant instead of rejoicing in that and being exciting about that and excited about that and forgiving others, he went right to the people that owed him money and demanded that they give him the money right away or he was going to put their family in prison. And it was like it was like he was forgiven 100,000 and this guy owed him 5 bucks. Yeah, right. But was... then then the 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 master that had forgiven him mm-hmm. got wind that he did this and brought him before him and said, "Dude, that is not how it works." Mm-hmm. And if you're forgiven much, you should forgive much. That's right, yeah. and and I think sometimes it's it's hard for us to think of when someone hurts us. We have to remember that we hurt people too. Mm-hmm. And God forgave us, so we're in turn supposed. Well, the to moral others. of it, the moral yeah. of the whole story is is. God will not forgive you if you don't forgive others. Yeah. And it even says that someone brings up later. It even says that in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive the sins of others. Right. And that's yeah. that's a difficult concept, but it is a real eye-opener because sometimes we just want to hold the grudge because uh, in the, here, here's the weird part. Do you know that by holding a grudge and being mad at people, most of the time they don't even know you have a grudge against them and they've gone on with their lives and we're the ones still stuck in the junk. Mm-hmm. It just hurts us. I call yeah. it the meat hook. Mm-hmm. And and I used to preach this, and I still believe it's true. It's hard sometimes. But I, I feel like we are people that walk around with these hooks on us, and we choose what we pick up and put on those hooks. And sometimes we put people on those hooks that have hurt us, mm-hmm. and we carry around that baggage with us. They're long gone. Mm-hmm. Out of our lives, gone on, done, done. They're probably hurting somebody else. You know, they're long gone, but we still have them on our hook and we carry them around and it's very difficult to walk around with people hanging off your hooks. And the the big the big deal is to take those people off the hooks and put them onto God's hook. Now this now here's where you can actually forgive someone without forgetting. And because what you do is you take them because here's the hard part about forgiving. If you forgive somebody, I know I've, I've thought this before. If you forgive somebody, you're basically giving them a pass that that you're saying it it was okay to hurt me. Well, they're not getting punished for hurting you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And this is where the whole empire does not strike back comes in. Deep inside of us, we don't we want them to pay for hurting us. We really do. I mean, that's not a good thing when somebody hurts us. So it's very difficult to forgive someone because we think if we let them off the hook, then they are off the hook. But I have found that here's a great way to forgive someone. You can say, Lord, I want them off my hook. I put them on yours, and here's where the big T-R-U-S-T comes in, trust. Mm -hmm. We have to trust that God knows exactly what they've done to us Mm -hmm. and that he is just and he is right, and he can take care of that situation. He can either cause them to see what they've done wrong Mm or... Or and he can do a variety of things. Or he or he can have grace upon them. However, you know, the whole point is getting them off our thing of well, how we think they should be punished, mm-hmm. and putting them on God's hook and trusting that God has not only our best interest but their best interest in heart too. That is very difficult to do, but it's very freeing because then, basically, what you do is you say, "All right, 
they may not be, I don't have to tell them off. I don't have to tell them how I think anymore. They don't have to pay for this. They will have to stand before God for what they've done. And I will, I will get them off my hook so that I can live my life free. See, it's not about them anymore. It's about us. Mm-hmm. And we need to forgive people so that we can live our lives and go forward, regardless of what they continue to do or what they're going to do. We need to trust that God can take care of their behavior and what they've done. Can I share just a little Absolutely. bit? There's a another step, and this isn't an easy step to take. That What you just said, turning them over to God, that's an important step. There's one step further that I believe God put on my heart. I was reading the book of Job. And at the end of Job, Job had lost everything. His health was a mess. He lost his family. He lost all of his possessions. And then on top of it, he had these so-called friends that came and told him all that he had done wrong and why he was all messed up. And and they were just a thorn in his side. They were just a pure pain. You know, if anyone would want to shoot their friends, I'm sure Job would have wanted to shoot his friends. I mean, they were just horrible. And And at the end of the book of Job, God instructs him to pray for his friends. This is not an easy step to do, but I, the reason why I think it's important and it, and it may take a big step of faith to do it, but what, what I found is really helpful is to do what God told Job and pray that God will bless your friends that have hurt you or the people, your family that have hurt you. And what I mean by that is that if you pray that God will put them in a place that he can bless them. Sorry, I made that noise with my chair. You are, you are actually praying that God will deal with their lives because God can't bless, God can't bless bad behavior. So when you're praying that God will put them in a place where he can bless them, you're praying that God will work in their lives to straighten them out too. (laughs) So, so anyway, you know, sometimes that takes faith and it's really hard to pray that God will bless a person that's hurt you. Mm -hmm. But I believe by doing that, um, you will be interceding, standing in, what is interceding? Interceding is you're praying for someone. You're standing in the gap. You're not praying for yourself. You're praying for someone else. You're praying for someone else. So when you pray for someone else, you're praying for someone else that you're standing in the gap for them and and asking God to help them. You're you're asking God to do good things in their life. Well, because they're probably not praying that way. You, you don't know. But I yeah. mean, a lot of times people will hurt you and they don't even know. Right. But, but right. as you pray, you forgive them and then you pray for God's blessings on them. You're praying that they're going to get right with God and yeah. right with I've other actually, people. I've actually prayed with folks literally right with them. And we've done this, that when mm-hmm. they've had some real hard times with folks, and we've actually sat down, I'll lead them in a prayer, and, and, and we say, Father, forgive whoever for doing this to me. It made me feel this. This is a really kind of an interesting little formula that works. You say, Father, forgive so-and-so, whoever you're having a hard mm-hmm. time with, uh, for, and then say what they did to you, and then and then say how you feel. Because if you mm-hmm. don't bring up the feelings, it's kind of like a, it's like a dentist. Mm-hmm. And doing a root canal or a or a you cavity. Get the junk out. If you don't get down there and get all the junk out, and then you fill it back over, it'll fester, and pretty yeah. soon it becomes an abscess in our lives. So what that does by saying, "Father, forgive so and so for doing this to me," and you know, describe mm-hmm. what they did, and then you pray because it made me feel. You bring up those emotions, and you just get all that junk mm-hmm. out, and then you ask God to fill that in. 
and bless those people and help them to be everything they're supposed to be. I let them off my hook. Mm -hmm. I give them over to you, God, in Jesus' name. When people do that, it just... It just clears and cleans things up. It doesn't make it, you don't forget all the things, but it does bring a lightness and there's a heaviness that comes off of a person when they mm-hmm. give it over to God, the whole situation. Well, and, and that's an important prayer to bring up because that's giving God your pain too. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we'll say, okay, I forgive someone and yet we'll hold on to that pain. And sure. I think it's good to have God well, and you know, invite God in to help you heal that pain. Sure, and you know, one of the ways you can test and see if you really have forgiven or if you're over something um, is, um, how was I going to say it? Oh, well, I knew what I was going to say before I started that concept. Okay, forget it, it went out well, of my head. <laughs> I had one more point. <laughs> I had one last, one last point about the book of Job. Sure. Is God told him to pray for those people that hurt him. He did. And then it says, and God restored everything that had been taken away from Job. He restored health. He, he gave him a family. He gave him a big farm. And, you know, everything that he needed, he restored it and even more abundantly than before. So I think that, you know, I'm not saying, okay, you forgive somebody and God's going to drop a million dollar lottery in your lap. But I'm saying that, that the process of forgiveness and then praying for people that have hurt you, um, like you said, taking them off your hook, giving them to God, oh. that it can be, it can be um, freeing to you so that you can get the blessings back right. in your life, that good right. things can happen to you. Because if you carry unforgiveness, it can really stop up your life and well, make yeah, your life well, it, not work. Well, I remember what I was going to say now, too. It goes right along with that, is that if you always are equating, if, if you always have a reference point in your life to when you got hurt, mm-hmm. then you really haven't moved on. If you're always going back to that one time when you really got messed over, when they really messed you over, then you re- you're having a hard time moving on then. And that's mm-hmm. a, an ind- indicator that there there hasn't been as much forgiveness as there should be. Yeah. Because um, we should not have to... Ref- we should refer back to good things in our life, not bad things. Well, but we as human yeah. beings do it all the time. Well, and like Brett says... Ever since my traffic accident or yeah. ever since my, my divorce or ever mm-hmm. since the death in our family, you know, if we always constantly go back to that... We really aren't moving on, and that's that's that's. I mean, that's it's natural, mm-hmm. it's normal. But to be healthy again, we need to forgive, give it over to God, let Him take away that pain, and then move forward. And like Brett said, it may be a daily thing. Yeah, it know? doesn't happen it, all at once. It, if you if you think like in a week you're going to be over everything, you're fooling yourself. Yeah, but to every day, you know, if you have a list of people that have hurt you that keeps on coming back to you. I have done this. I've written down a list and I've gone through and prayed for each person by name. Or yeah. if I, I used drive. to have this big cross. <laughs> I used to have this big um, stone cross on my desk at work and when I was working at the church. And uh, my counselor had actually said, put the names of the people you need to forgive and then put them under the cross and put the cross on top of them. And And, and I thought that was kind of weird at first. But she goes, no, no. What you're saying is. I've forgiven them, and they're under the cross. They're under. They're forgiven because God forgave them, and I'm I'm letting them rest there. And I did that, and that was a very. Um, I think people snuck in to see if they were under the cross. <laughs> I never checked to see if my name no. was there. <laughs> oh dear, you have not ever okay. had to be under the cross. You're fine. Well, I think I need to be under the cross daily. But so okay. let's let's read some more things. So what's the hardest part about forgiving? We had. Not, um, okay, are you doing one now? 
Or yeah, I'm going to do one. Okay. <laughs> um, I had one from Trekker Forever. And uh, this is what she said. She said, letting go of both the pain inflicted and the past where it was inflicted. Mm-hmm. So that's what we just talked yeah. about. Giving you know, God the pain. Giving God the pain and also... Um, uh, you know, uh, not, you know, giving, giving that moment in time when it happens. So you don't mm-hmm. always refer back to it. Go ahead. Being able to look forward. Um, Anthony said, losing face. It sometimes feels more important than it actually is to try and keep face. So I think, you know, I think what he's talking about is when you're humiliated mm-hmm. by someone who's hurt you. Yeah. That sometimes you just have to get over it and go, okay, keeps me humble. You know, I'm, I, you know, that was embarrassing or humiliating, but that's Well, he's, he's talking about a big issue in most people's lives that don't want to forgive people because of pride. Yeah, because they've been humiliated. Right. And I understand that. It's no fun. I mean, I, I walk through my own community sometimes and feel embarrassed because uh, through no fault of our own, we were in a situation where somebody else messed up. And we were we happened to be working with them, and so it was very hard mm-hmm. because um, you know it's hard when somebody judges you for something you haven't done. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's a it's, it's pride gets hurt very easy, and it's mm-hmm. not not easy to be humiliated. I understand. Yeah. How about this one? Um, th- uh, here's uh, uh, Tiffany says uh, for forgiving people can be hard to do depending on what you are forgiving them for. And even more so, some people are repeat offenders mm-hmm. <laughs> who don't seem to realize that eventually people are going to stop forgiving. Mm. And boy, she hits on something here that is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And that is the difficult people in our lives that, for whatever reason, don't even understand that they're hurting us. Mm-hmm. Either through a personality disorder, through a just maybe they're just a mean person. Um, maybe they don't even understand. Maybe you haven't communicated how bad it hurts you when they do this certain thing. But whatever the case is, they are repeat offenders. We're going to hear about that more on some of the comments here on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But that is probably the hardest thing to deal with when we're trying to forgive someone because they continue to offend. You know, one thing that we heard about years ago um, on a videotape about relationship building and stuff, and if you're in a relationship where you're actually working, trying to improve your relationship and you have Mm -hmm. good communication, one thing that we heard about years ago is if you're living with someone that's not realizing they're being insensitive, Mm -hmm. that you can talk about things um, in relationship to to like fruit or rocks and pebbles. They called it word pictures. Word pictures. is creating a word picture. So like if someone says a little jab at you and you go, ooh, that, that didn't feel very good, but you knew you'd get over it soon, you could go, oh, you just hit me with a grape or a pebble, you know? And then sometimes someone will say something really hurtful and you go, man, you just hit me with a watermelon or a boulder. Actually, and- the way I remember it being said was... was um- when you they were referring to men and women and how they mm. communicate and and the men communicate more in visual pictures than in feelings yeah and so this and so what i remember the the situation the the man had said something that really hurt the wife and the wife said to him you know honey when you do that to me when you say things like that to me it's like you've picked up a big watermelon and you hurl it across the room and you hit me right in the forehead mhm and yeah. the, and the man's going I didn't, oh my gosh, I didn't mean that. I mean, I wasn't trying to do that, you know, 
but they don't realize until you visually yeah, I, get them to look yeah. at it that way. Or I just feel like I got bowled over because I don't know. I don't ever remember if anybody said that they got hit with a grape. Sorry. Okay. Well, anyway, it, <laughs> it's creating a word picture, yes, and yes. you know, and like she was saying, some things are little, and you can just well, oh, and, okay, and and remember, know. Jesus did this too. He talked to people where they were at mm-hmm. and got them to see things. Like fishermen, he talked about fishing. So, I mean, if you have a, a husband or a wife that um, is not understanding how you're feeling, relate to them in something they can understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could very easily say, honey, when you when you did that, it really reminded me of how frustrated you get when your software doesn't work on yeah. your computer or, or your or or you the connection to the internet goes down and you get really or that's like exactly when the slugs what I felt eat like. all your seedlings. Oh, <laughs> I hate slugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But see, when you create a, a a visual picture of it in somebody's head, then they go, "Okay, now I understand how they feel." And mm-hmm. a really a lot of times we get hurt in the area of feelings. Now, if you're actually getting hurt physically, mm-hmm. my, I I don't have any problem saying you need to get out of that situation. Create a little space. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're in a you know a relationship where somebody's beating on you, like physically beating on you, and even mentally being just torturous or mean or nasty, you you really don't have to. I know people get all upset with me, and they say, "Well, you should have to you know tell people to stick together." Well, I do say that the relationship you could work on the relationship, but you can you should not be physically being abused. That's not a good situation. You need to get away from that. Mm-hmm. And I I just highly recommend that. And I know some people get all bent out of shape well, about that. You but can, I, you know what? They're yeah. not in that situation. And I just don't. I don't see Jesus being okay with uh, with people getting beat up. Yeah. Well, if you know, if people are married, they can separate and and go to counseling and work get on some help. things. Sure, but you sure. don't need to. You know, there's not a sign that says punching bag across someone's chest. That yeah. God didn't create people to be punching bags. So don't be a punching bag. So um, on to these. The next we comment. Have a okay. Lot more comments. So the comment, um, the the question was, um, what what's think? the hardest part about forgiving? Mm-hmm. And um, Julie says, good question. I'm still trying to figure that out. Absolutely, I, I, think I agree. We're all really there. <laughs> yeah, I think the same. Julie on Twitter said, forgetting. Yeah. It's hard to forget sometimes. Yeah. And and again, I, I don't know if we're supposed to forget. I think we're supposed to learn from situations. But then trust takes some time to earn. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot trust the person, then my recommendation is to get away from that person. That In all the books that I've read on social behavior mm-hmm. and, and uh, like, um, what do they call it, um, personality disorders and stuff, mm-hmm. there are some people in the world that are just, they're not going to change. And I know we all want to hold out and say, well, God can change anyone's heart. And and we can say that, but the statistics say very clearly that there are some people that are just, they have behavioral problems. Mm-hmm. And no, ma- no matter what you do, they're never going to change. Yeah, barring a miracle. Right, barring a miracle not- that happens, they're not going to change. And and in that case, the, all these books that I have read, and, and some of them Christian, some of them not, say, just get yourself out of that situation so you're not working with them anymore, so you're, you just avoid them. And yeah. don't and, don't and not everyone, don't include them in your life anymore. Not everyone's like that, though. I yeah, mean, but but you know what? That's that's an interesting thing. You know, we can choose who our friends are, yeah. and sometimes our friends are what hold us back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our friends can dictate our future, and and when you you know, there's an old saying that says, "Show me who you hang out with, and I'll tell you what you think about yourself." And really, that's something really to chew on. Who do you hang out with? Who are your closest well, it's friends? Like, I think it's who you're allowing to speak into your life. That's that's you know, that's the same situation. Yes, because I mean Jesus hung out with 
people that... Yeah, yes, but his best friends were oh, his God. disciples. <laughs> well, his best friend was God, yes. But yeah. it, but he hung out, you know, he had a couple of three people that were very, very close to him. Mm-hmm. And they weren't, the, they weren't the town drunkard and they weren't the prostitute. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, he hung out with people of all different walks of life. But his closest friends were people that encouraged him and helped him live his life. And so sometimes we need to change our friends. And that yeah. sounds scary, but I'll tell you what, you'll go further in life if you have the right friends than if you, if you have mm-hmm. the wrong ones. Did you- one thing I taught my children when they were little is to be friendly with everyone, but choose your close friends wisely. Because right. your well, close I'm... friends are the ones that are going to incur. They should be people that celebrate you, not, not just tolerate, tolerate you. you. Right. And, and there's that old saying also that says, and it's Proverbs, I believe, that says bad company corrupts good morals. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if you hang out with people that are unscrupulous and and you know are, are immoral and do stuff that you that you are are abusive and stuff like that mm-hmm. then you yourself are going to have that rub off on you and that's not yeah. a good, it, it'll corrupt what you really feel is well, right and it says if you hang out with an angry man you'll learn his ways yeah. you know it's so very very true who you hang out with on a consistent basis will um influence you so you know you can choose not to hang around abusive people so are we going on, Stefan says, tough question. Mm-hmm. I don't think that forgiving is necessarily hard, but the working up to it can be a real challenge. That's very true. I, I, I get what he's saying because I've been there. I've I've like had to for, forgive people and I'm like crying for about 10 minutes before I can get it out of my mouth. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, God. Um, 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 um. <laughs> yeah. And then I go, okay, I forgive them. <laughs> right. Yeah, because it can be hard, especially if they've really hurt you. Yeah, big time. So good good comment, you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else do you have? Um, Gregory says, when it is several times for the same thing. That's mm-hmm. a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that seems to be the theme. I think that's the thing that you and I struggle with the most. Um, is the betrayal aspect of it and and repeat offenders mm-hmm. because they don't even realize they're hurting you. They just do it. Well, and, you know, the sad part is we've worked in homeless ministry mm-hmm. and a lot of the reason why people were there at the mission is because they have burnt their bridges. Yeah. You know, they they stole money from family, you know, one too many times. Well, and it, they, yeah. You know, eventually none of their family trusted them to be in their homes. Right. So and, and rightly so. Yeah. You know, how do you live in that situation? Or what about the divorced couple when they have kids and and they're they're shuffling the kids back and forth between the blended families mm-hmm. and one spouse is especially abusive? Very difficult because they'll continue to do that abuse whenever you're around them yeah. because that's just how they are very difficult to forgive someone like yeah. that because you know every time you go around it. So what do you do with that? I think I think biblically you you need to figure out first of all you know that you know they have a problem. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you do everything you can to protect yourself against having anything bad happen as a and result of it and your kids. Mm-hmm. And and thirdly, go into it educated. Mm-hmm. There are certain things you can read books on it. Um you can you can you can treat them as, a, as far as it is for us, we need to be people that that try and treat people decently and take the higher road. Yeah. The higher ground. And and that just is that's a choice that we make. And then the biggest thing is just not letting it get to us. Yeah. 
we yeah, can't we just can't let it, it get can to be us challenging i mean i've i've run in I'm, particularly i remember this one guy that really not a not a good guy to be around now everybody thinks he's wonderful because he's charismatic and he and he's you know a big public figure and everything and and i remember finding out how he was behind closed doors and he was not the same way as most people thought in fact, I remember talking to police officers that said you wouldn't believe the amount of leaders in our community that were getting domestic violence calls at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. We go to their house and and there's this person that everybody thinks is so wonderful, you know, and they really are not so wonderful, but they put on that appearance because they have a, a personality disorder. Well, anyway, I remember running into this guy and thinking um, I knew what he was like, but the people with him didn't. Mm-hmm. And so he started putting the charm on and saying all this different stuff. And I just, I was very skeptical, but I decided not to be rude. And mm-hmm. I, and I decided to be civil, mm-hmm. but I also decided not to take any of his crap. And you should have seen, it was almost like a little bit of fireworks going on because I just said, you know, um, no, that's okay. I have, I set up boundaries in my life. Mm-hmm. He is not going to cross that line anymore. If he does, I say, stop. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not going there. And he had said something to me and I said, no, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the people around him were like, what? You're refusing this guy? And I just simply said, no, that's not going to happen. That This is a line that I have drawn mm-hmm. and I'm not going across it. And that is that was healthy for me. I came away that day without a stomach ache and mm-hmm. going, you know what? I have I have my own space. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to get at me anymore. He's very difficult, you know, and and I don't have to let him hurt me. Mm-hmm. I have a choice. Well, and that goes back to what I said. You're kind to everyone. You're friendly to everyone. But you can. But you don't choose, make them your best friend. You can choose who your best friends That's are. That's exactly and right. And not everyone has to be your best friend. If they're an abusive person, you can just be kind to them. Yeah, but and not I think the hardest <laughs> the hardest part is family. Mm-hmm. I think if they live in your your same house and you yeah. realize they have a problem and they're just a very difficult person to live with, mm-hmm. then that that's going to take a lot more grace on your end. To, we're to we're deal really with that. blessed because, you know, both of our extended families are, we have are, good families, yeah, are very and, kind. And, yeah. Well, there's a few people in, in, in all of our families that are difficult to get along with. Yeah. And that's and like I say, those aren't the people that we have over for dinner all the time, are they? <laughs> I don't know. We don't have, <laughs> we don't have a lot of that. So, yeah. but, but anyway. Okay, so what's the next comment you have? Um, Boy, let me see. Daniel says, having to deal with someone who isn't actually sorry and doesn't believe that Mm -hmm. they need forgiveness for their actions. Yes. And that happens more times than we'd like to, you know. Well, I've had people come up to me before and say, I forgive you. And I'm like, for what? (laughs) And then they'll tell me this big thing. I had no idea, no idea whatsoever. And then I feel bad because, you know, oh my gosh, you know, what did I, I didn't mean to do that. And I certainly didn't know they were holding a grudge against me. So that feels awkward. But uh, how many people hurt us and they don't even know it? I, I remember one Or they're time, not, they don't even think it's wrong. I remember one time someone came up to you in a church that we were visiting and said, well, I just have to let you know that I just hated your guts for the longest time because you brought in contemporary Christian music to Grace Harbor. Yeah. And, and, and you walked away going, um, okay, you know. I don't even think I knew who they were. And, and it's like, you know, sometimes you can forgive someone. You don't have to go and tell them to their face. Right. <laughs> Like, like, well, that's awkward. Yeah. awkward. Yeah. But anyway, um, Steph, but but oh. you know, the other the other thing about that comment that I was going going to make is there are some people that are sick, seriously sick. They have a mental disorder, and they do not think that what they're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. In those situations, again, um, the best advice that we can give is it's all the different things that I've read. Is you just you treat them with kindness, but you you 
you don't let them into your life as much as you mm-hmm. as as much as you can avoid them avoid them yeah well and some people were raised with different styles of communication too yes. like their families um thought it was just fun or just normal to scream at each other and yeah. yell at each and, other all and the that's time not... and so they bring play and um I, you know, you sometimes you just have to set boundaries and say, you know, I'd love to talk, but I'm not comfortable with the way you're communicating this. Right. Can you calm boundaries. Down a boundaries are bit? a big deal when you when you have people that don't understand them. Yeah. You can put up your own boundaries. All right. What's the yeah. next comment? Okay. Stephanie says, when they do it again and again, oh, and again, sigh. Yeah. And yet I still have to forgive them again and again and again. Well, Jesus even said at one point uh, when Peter asked him, well, how many times do I forgive my brother? He says seven times. Um, what did he say? He said uh, seven times. Like he was being generous. Yeah, you know, and seven Jesus, times said, is a Jesus lot. said, "Well, not only do I say seven times, but seven times seventy. Yeah, seventy times seven. And I don't think he was saying four hundred forty-nine times. Yeah. I think he was trying to say, "Well, it's a good way to live. It's a good way to live. It's a good. It's a good." choice to make every day to say you know people are going to let me down but i'm going to choose to forgive them yeah we'll be back with the rest of the comments in just one moment hi russell are you like mommy are you doing a podcast a podcast podcast good boy that is pretty much the cutest thing i've ever seen podcast anomaly something that deviates from what is standard normal or expected an oddity peculiarity irregularity inconsistency incongruity a rarity I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. Ah, yes. The Anomaly ladies. They're very fun and they're... They're, they're anomalous. Yes. <laughs> they're an anomaly. <laughs> yes, they are. And they're very fun. I okay. Like um, yeah. you were you were in the middle of a comment when we left yeah, off. Yeah, I was. Um, because she talked about that she still has to forgive them again and again. We're right. not supposed to say enough already, right? Question mark. <laughs> well, yes and no. I mean, there are there are times when you have to put up boundaries and say, all right, this is enough. You, this isn't working for me. Your behavior is causing some serious problems in my life. And... Uh, that that there there is a time when you say that there's enough and and I I don't again I don't think that Jesus wants us to be abused. Yeah. You, Even you, though I understand there are times when people are going to I mean I've had situations where I've gone to be, you know, because I feel like I need to help someone that they take advantage of me and I just ignore it and I I let them do that but I do it unto God if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if they do that on a regular <laughs> basis pretty soon I say, "Hey, I, I'm rem- okay. I'll give you a for instance. There was this couple that were filling up gas at, at a, a gas station in the middle of the night one time when I was getting gas, and I noticed that they were just they just seemed to be hard on their luck. They just didn't look like everything was going well, and so I, I they were saying they were talking amongst themselves, and I felt led to put some gas in their tank, so I did, and then they said, "Well, we're really hungry." And I immediately thought, oh, "Okay, they're going to try to scam me," and they did. They tried to scam me, but I thought, you know what? Maybe they are. 
So I said, well, let's go over to Burger King because we were, or Jack in the Box because we were close there. And so they said, okay. So I took them to Jack in the Box and I got them a meal. Mm-hmm. And do you know that they tried again? And this time she goes, is there, is there a chance that we can order a couple of more meals and take it with us? And quite honestly, they didn't look like they'd missed any meals. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't look like I have either, but I, I'm just saying they didn't look starving. And I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to take advantage of me. And I, I looked at her, and I was tr- as kind as I could. And I said, you know, I gave you gas, and I bought you a meal. I think that's enough. And I and I looked at her, because I knew she was, try- she was trying to scam me. Now, that might not have been... I just felt like they were trying to they were trying to take way too much advantage and I let them already do it mm-hmm. once and I think that that I felt was biblical but yeah. when they pushed a little stronger I thought you know what they they need not to do this to people that's that's scamming on people when they obviously mm-hmm. they have money and stuff and they're not dirt well, poor and we're not very rich right well, yeah <laughs> so, and I, I mean, I mean maybe I could have afforded we, to buy them another meal but they didn't need another meal and yeah. I and and so I pointed out to her you know and I even said to her I said you know that's kind of taking advantage of the situation I mean I've, I've already been kind to you because I feel I wanted to bless you that's how I said it to her and she immediately backed down and and they were fine and they even thanked me but mm-hmm. and I wasn't looking for that I don't care if they thanked me or not I was doing it because mm-hmm. I felt God wanted me to do it but there are times when people, you know, I, I think sometimes we we look at the Bible and we say, well, Jesus meant that people just walk all over us. And I don't see people walking all, I mean, even though Jesus let himself be crucified, there was still, a, he was in control of the situation, if that makes sense. Well, and, and the Bible also says if someone wants to eat, let them work. <laughs> I mean, Well, and, right. So there's, also, there's a balance. There's a balance there. And, you know, when Jesus fed the 5,000, he provided food for the day. And it says in, right. in the prayer he taught yes. his, his followers to pray, he says, give us today our daily bread. But there are, that, you know, yeah. so, so some people will try to take advantage and, oh, yes. And um, all get the all they can out of people mm-hmm. and, and use people. And, you know, we, we run across that. Um, Quite a bit. Quite a bit. And, you know, a lot of times we've had a policy because we've worked with homeless people that, that we don't they, give people money. We don't give people cash. But if they say we're hungry, we'll take we'll them take to them, Burger King right, or, or wherever and, yeah. and get them a burger. Or I actually a have more fun getting to know them, even though they could be lying to me the entire time. I feel like there needs to be some type of a personal situation. Most people mm-hmm. will give money because they don't want to get their hands dirty. Yeah. But we know that if we give people money that are begging on the street, they go buy drugs or they, they very, very few times do they really, they, do they really need the money for, yeah. we, I mean, there's homeless people that are really not homeless. Yeah. They make more money than I do a month mm-hmm. peddling on the street corner in Seattle, live yeah. in apartments and the whole schmear. Yeah. They make more money panhandling. Isn't that interesting? It is. So, you know, I don't think that by being a believer that that means you cash in your brains and you do things unwise. I think, mm-hmm. again, there is a time when you say enough is enough. Don't do this to me anymore. Yeah. And then, But you have to be willing to suffer the consequences you still, of that. you still forgive. Yeah, you still forgive. You know, but that doesn't mean you completely yeah. blindly trust people. Yeah. You, I just don't see that. Trust is earned. You can trust God. Mm-hmm. But you you don't put your trust in people. God did give you a brain. Yes, he did. And, and he, he means for you to use yeah, it. Yeah, it's a good good idea to use it. Okay, what's the um, Let me see. Um, Lisa says, I find it difficult to forgive people when they're not sorry or when they don't realize what they've done. Yeah. It's much easier for me to forgive someone who expresses sorrow. Yes. I usually don't want them... 
I usually want to let them off the hook so that they can quit feeling bad. Right. But here's the sad reality. There are people in the world that will never feel bad for hurting you. Mm-hmm. We did. We, we were naive. We didn't believe that. I believe that now, that there are people that will never be sorry. They can't feel like you and I feel. Mm-hmm. And it's a personality disorder that, that there's there's a lot of people. It's narcissistic and sociopathic. And mm-hmm. and there are people in the world that will, will not be remorseful. They'll, they might put on the remorseful tone if they get caught. But most of the time, they don't feel like you and I. So we just have yeah. to live with that but and deal are, with it ourselves. There are people, too, that they didn't mean to hurt anyone, and it, it just happened, kind yeah. of. There's and your mercy motive yes, gift coming Yes, I, I am merciful. What's the next comment? Because we we're getting close um, to the end. It says, Allie says, the thing that you resent, that makes you resent them in the first place. So yeah, it's, sometimes it's very so, hard. The hardest part about mm-hmm. forgiving is the very thing that they're doing. Or that they've done. And Lyndon says the 70 times 7 thing. So again, the idea of having to forgive over and over. Yeah, because Um, Jesus said so. mm -hmm. Yeah. Tammy Tammy says when they don't accept it and they let it go. When they don't accept the, the, uh, don't accept, oh, the hardest part about forgiving somebody is that when they don't accept it. Yeah, that's true. That's that's difficult. Yeah, you don't. You don't want people to live in guilt forever. Sometimes for telling someone you forgive them, you want them to respond somehow. Respond. And sometimes they don't. Yeah. Um, Estella says, sometimes forgiving people is easy, almost like taking a breath of fresh air. Then there are times, though, that I really struggle to lay the past behind myself and the person I'm trying to forgive I think for me personally, the hardest part is finding the trust when you when it was lost. When the person did wrong against me, trust is not easily mended, replaced, or found. That's very true. And I, I think the answer again to that is trust God. You can trust Him. He's not going to hurt you. And I think sometimes our trust is misplaced, and trust needs to be earned by people. And it is difficult. It is very difficult to forgive people that continue to hurt and that's when we put up some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Laurel says, I like what Estella, that's the one I just read, um, said about trust and mending when people do wrong against you. But I always think about Jesus' words, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Very true. Um, as is a big word for me. I don't, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, yeah, the word as well, we forgive. Well, I think we all rem- have to remember that we hurt people too. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're forgiven much, so we should forgive. And Les says, this is our last one for today. I don't know if you have any more on Twitter, but this is the last one on Facebook. It says, when it's an ongoing situation with the same person and they offend over and, and over, over again, and over. especially when it hurts your kids yeah. as well as yourself. I, yeah. I know for me personally, Mama Bear, I've had my kids hurt, and it was so much easier to forgive what Somebody people hurt did you. to yes. me, but not to than, my kids. Yes. Oh, oh, Mama Bear comes up, and yeah. I just like. Yeah. I've actually said some things. I thought I can't believe I said that because I was upset about my boys being hurt or my daughter being hurt, and yeah, yeah um, you don't want to get between a mama and her cubs. You know, yeah. you just. Yeah, I think when people hurt our kids, it's it's harder to forgive, but we still need to forgive. It just, yeah. I think, takes a little longer. Well, why don't we, is that everything you have? That's all I have Okay, there. well, let's wrap things up by just, um, why don't you give a few comments on, on the whole subject of, of forgiveness and not taking your own vengeance or revenge? 
Well, I think we've kind of covered it that the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith mm-hmm. the Lord. And so basically... Trust that God can take care trust, of it. Trust in God. You know, people will do wrong, but we've done wrong. Mm-hmm. And so we need to ask God to forgive us and to forgive them and, you know, put people on, like you said, put them on God's hook, let God deal with them. So I don't know really that there's more to say other than I'd encourage people like Rick talked about to go through that kind of prayer where we say, God, I forgive, put their name in for doing this to me. It made me feel this way. And then God, I pray that you will bless them. And when, when that is a hard prayer to pray sometimes, but it is a freeing prayer because you are giving them over to God believing that God can deal with them. God can put them in a place where things are right with him and again, and they can receive God's blessings. And that means God's going to deal with them to get them there. I agree. I'm trying to find... Um, oh, here we go. I found this really interesting um, song. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics go, It doesn't really matter what you did anymore. It doesn't really matter what you did it for or who you did it to. I forgive you. Totally, completely now. What a freedom just realizing or just releasing from my heart, from my mind and soul. It doesn't really matter whether or not I understand. It doesn't really matter whether or not you're still my man. <laughs> I still love you and I forgive you. Um, I and What a freedom just realizing from my heart, from my mind, or f- just releasing from my heart, from my mind and soul. Um, and, and then it just it goes on and and she says, I no longer want to hold on. To, to that which doesn't make me strong. And I don't want to care no more about what's right or wrong. I just want to be whole again. I want to be free again. Want to be me again. Just want to heal. I'm so tired of being in pain. I just want to be whole again. So I forgive you. I forgive you. Uh, totally, completely now. What a feeling. Just real, uh, just releasing from my heart, from my mind and soul. And I, I don't think this is a Christian artist per se, but... Um, I thought that her song was really insightful. Do you remember who did this song? Because yes. we could kind of give credit well, to yeah, her. Well, yeah, I was planning on doing that. I just had yeah. to go find it. Just a minute. Okay. Well, so. you find that. I just think that that's so true. And I think one thing that, you know, when we were pastors for a long time, sometimes people would be hurting still long after they've forgiven. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you have to realize is sometimes when there's a deep wound, it takes a long time to heal. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you don't forgive, but you're still in recovery from that wound. Yeah. Yeah. And um, to just allow God to help you with that healing and that pain. And yeah. um, every day it should heal a little bit more as long as we're still forgiving. If we don't forgive, it'll just keep on festering. Yeah. This is a, by Rachel Farrell is her name. I don't know anything about this artist other than her song says exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So let's play the song. We'll be back, back to pray with people. It 
That was a very beautiful song. Thank you, honey. Yeah, I just happened to find it. And so, uh, like I said, I don't really know anything about the artist, but I think the song was exactly what we were talking about. It just kind of forgiving people is a good thing. And not easy, but it's a good thing to do Mm -hmm. so that we can be free to live our lives. Yes, it makes you healthy. Yeah. Whether you can't change what other people do, say, think. But we can change what we do and think. Mm-hmm. And we can choose to move forward and not keep carrying um, offenses and unforgiveness with us. Good to be baggage free. Yes, especially at the cost of baggage at airports today. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Let's pray. All right. Father, I thank you that you care about us so much that you would care about our soul and that you would care if we have forgiven people or not. And it's a big deal to you. And I just thank you that you wouldn't ask us to forgive people if it wasn't um, able to be done. So you obviously have given us the strength to do so. What our prayer is, Lord, that you would help us to forgive people, to let them off our hook and to put them on yours. And Lord, help us to trust that you know what's best and you can take care of them. Regardless of what they've done to us, we just want to release them to you and be free so that we can live our lives for you. Help us, Lord, to live like we're forgiven and to forgive those around us. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, next week, we're going to do that very cool podcast called Tolerance versus Love. Mm-hmm. And I think people are going to find this interesting. We're going to talk about some controversial issues. 
in the world today and how God looks, what, what God's love is like, because I think a lot of times people have it confused. Mm-hmm. So let's do that, shall we? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Thanks, Amy, for everything. I hope everybody enjoyed the show today. If you have any comments or suggestions or ideas or just want to say hi, we would love to hear from you. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Or you can go to our website at... Um, www.TakeHimWithYou.com. That's right. We also have an archive page. You can catch up on any of the episodes that you've missed. And that is at uh, TakeHimWithYou.com slash archive. Our C R A R A R C H I V E is what you put it right after takehimwithyou.com. You can always visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rick.moyer or facebook.com slash amy.moyer. Or you can always see our fun video blog that we do every day, that I do every day, that my wife doesn't like me to do every day, (laughs) at youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. Okay? Yeah. You can always sign up on iTunes if you want to get our podcast every single week. We do a midweek booster. We just got done reading the whole book of Proverbs. And a newsletter that comes out every Monday morning. Yeah, and I think I'm... Encouragement. Yeah, and you can subscribe to that on our site. And if you, we didn't talk about giving money or anything, but we do this full time or try to. So if you want to help out, that would be awesome. If everybody that listened, and we have a lot of listeners now, if if everybody that listened gave 20 or 30 bucks a month, we would have more than enough to pay all the bills. So if you find that in your heart, even $5 a month is cool with us. I mean, we, it would help. It would help a lot. So if you, if you think about it, send something our way. If you really like the podcast and it helps you, that would be really appreciated. Yeah. I think that's everything, eh? Yeah. Okay. All right, have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Remember to always take him with you. Take him with you is a Moyer Multimedia LLC, all rights reserved, recording, copyright 2010. Well, that's close. Is that close enough? Yep, it's close enough. You did good. Close enough for cooking. That's right. Thank you. And we're cooking. (laughs) We're cooking now. All right. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. 
Hey, Guildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with a new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set during filming of Season 4, and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of the guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kimmy V, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast. Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show, so keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother.